in Afghanistan um, guys this is this is getting getting bad especially when the State Department is talking about not getting Americans out not having the ability to get Americans out and we're going to be talking about that today on Freedom Wire your number one source for patriotic truth Sean Connor Grace again from our COVID bunkers uh, we're going to be talking about that and a lot of other things that are going on in Afghanistan that the uh, mainstream media seems to want to ignore for the most part, which is a, a whole problem unto itself. But before we get into this discussion, please do us a favor, like this video, share this video, comment on this video. Do you think Biden has royally screwed up? His poll numbers say yes, but what do you think? Please let us know by commenting below. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do so. Uh, and when you do so, hit the notifications bell. That way you'll know every time a new episode is up. Also, if you're not a part of Freedom Wire, please become one. Really easy to do. Click the link on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Give us your email. And we'll start sending the stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. You probably won't read anywhere else. All right, guys. Um, there's no better way that to describe what's going on in Afghanistan right now better than utter chaos um and we have you know we have reports that there's eleven thousand americans uh stuck in afghanistan there's also been reports that it could be up to forty thousand. we don't know the real number uh but the state department is basically told them you're on your own yeah it's pretty crazy that our own government who's very capable is just acting as if they can't do anything and they can't airlift a thousand people out they can't and they, it, they're just abandoning the american troops and it's kind of it's totally shocking what we're seeing i would have never in my wildest dreams expected this to happen even from the biden administration well as we talked about in the last episode they did the entire pullout backwards sean you went into this a little bit in an article that you wrote the other day we'll have that linked in the description but Ordinarily, you'd think the smart way to pull out of a place where you've been for 20 years and have entrenched yourself so deeply would be get out all the citizens, get out all the key personnel, then start evacuating sensitive documents and equipment, and then you pull out American allies, and then you take the military. Well, the military's gone. They, they up and left. And that's why we had the crisis situation of the embassy being evacuated by helicopter and all these weapons caches that were supposed to either be handed over to the Afghan military or taken with us are now in the hands of the Taliban. As you just saw in that video, those things are starting to be used on the civilians that were all left behind. Because in addition to those 11,000 confirmed uh, American citizens who are still there. There's also an estimated 80 to 100,000 American allied Afghans who need to go somewhere. And it's not safe for them in Afghanistan anymore because as we were talking about before the show started, uh, there are now reports that they are just 
rounding people up. If you're an American ally, you get dragged off. If they find the Bible app on your phone, the, there was just a group of Christians that were rounded up and I believe they're scheduled to be executed sometime soon. Uh, it's not a story that you're really hearing about, but it's going on. Basically, it's exactly what you'd expect for a totalitarian religious regime to do. They're taking over, people are dying, and America has no ability or interest to try to stop it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, an, it's, it's an incredible, like, it's an incredible example of incompetency. Uh, whenever you build a house, you have to have a strong foundation. If you don't have a strong foundation, the house is going to crumble. This is this has been known throughout the history of mankind. Our military in Afghanistan was our foundation. That was what everything else was built upon. But instead of taking off the roof, taking off the windows, taking out all the furniture first, Biden chose to destroy the foundation. And that is why we are seeing everything crumble in Afghanistan. He destroyed the foundation before we could get anything else out of the house. And that's, that is, that is just poor planning. That is incompetency. If you, if you looked at that, that speech with, uh, or not that speech, that interview with George Stephanopoulos, he said he doesn't recall if they, uh, if he, he was told 2,500 soldiers was enough to do the job. He doesn't recall, like there's, it's starting to already get into the legal speak of Joe's dementia riddle brain. And what the bottom line is, is we have tens of thousands of Americans, well, at least 11,000 that we know of stuck there, uh, tens of thousands of Afghan, of, of American allies and Afghan troops, and they're stuck. And there's nothing we can do other than try to get people to the airport in Kabul. And they sent, uh, they sent some Marines over there to do that. Problem is, the Taliban isn't letting any Westerners get to the airport in Kabul. They're blocking them from getting there. So what are they supposed to do? If it, you know, The bottom line, what needs to happen is there needs to be a, a reckoning. A, 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 that, I mean, what needs to happen is we have control. If we have the ability to land planes in Kabul, then what we should be doing is we should be landing as many planes full of troops as possible, taking the city, taking the airport, taking the city, and then taking care of the Americans that are stuck there. And one thing Biden keeps doing is reiterating this lie that the that this whole collapse of the Afghan government and the Afghan security forces surrendering was inevitable. And just last month on July 8th, he is on video stating that it was not inevitable and that did not need to happen. So it's like, which is it, Joe? I mean, Biden lied, people died. This is something I wrote about today too. And it's true because as, we're, as you guys mentioned, uh, the Taliban is using deadly force to get people to immediately comply with Sharia and their religious laws, despite their virtue signaling of we're going to guarantee women's rights and everyone is going to count and all this. And it's, it's not clearly um, they're being just as forceful as they've always been. And we can, can, we can expect this to continue, but hopefully 
we are able to get all of our American citizens out first. And it's that complete breakdown in the ability to protect our people that is causing such a big problem. You know, that brings us to the State Department announcement, the, the embassy in Kabul announced that, yeah, like we mentioned earlier, they cannot guarantee safe travel to the airport anymore. Uh, and that's basically effective now. Uh, I believe they, they put a, like after a certain date, they can't, but they can't do it now. They have no ability to defend the people who are trying to get out. So basically they stripped away every single defensive measure we had and then told everyone to come to one place to try to get out. And then now they can't get out. And that airport is going to likely turn into a place of massive violence, massive conflict, because think about all the people who are there. You saw in the video we just showed at the, the top of the episode, you saw in the video clips we played in our last episode about this, there are massive crowds of unarmed people just all huddled together trying desperately to get out. There's now been reports of Afghan mothers handing their babies off to soldiers, hoping that they can at least put the infant on a plane to get out. And meanwhile, you have planes taking off, loaded with only a few people, because they can't get everybody right now. And it's like the Titanic. Exactly. It's literally like mm -hmm. the Titanic. Literally. Because the, the, the sinking ship is an entire country, and that iceberg was a group of terrorists. It's the exact same thing. But we're, we're really starting to see just how disastrous this is going to be. We already knew it was a disaster, but now we're seeing just the, the sheer scale of how awful this is. Um, there was that video clip a few days ago of those people falling from the bottom of the plane you know, the, we, we played a video of the people trying to climb onto the plane as it took off. Shortly after that came out, there was video of that plane in the sky, like 30,000 feet up. And you see people falling off, people who hung onto the side while it got up there and they fell. They fell to their deaths trying to cling onto the side of this aircraft. And in that George Stephanopoulos interview that we mentioned, I think we have a clip of it coming up here. Biden essentially says, oh, whatever, that was a few days ago, get over it. But we've all seen the pictures. We've seen those hundreds of people packed into a C-17. We've seen Afghans falling. That was four days ago, five days ago. What did you think when you first saw those pictures? Yeah, so like right there, how, how was, remember when they said that empathy was coming back to the White House, that Biden was all about empathy and compassion and you know, good feelings and everything, that's ridiculous because that shows exactly where his priorities are and proves the fact that he doesn't have a plan. And how different would all of this look if Trump was in office right now? I mean, do you guys think that if Trump was in, we would have most of our troops and our US citizens pulled out by now? Or do you think it would be like a still a disaster zone either way? Trump, Trump talked about his plan. He had talked about it. He, he, he talked about it on Hannity. He said his, he did it backwards. He goes, that was the last thing that even Trump 
who has, you know, four years political experience knows you don't take the military out first. And no military experience for the record. Yeah, no military. Trump was never in the army or anything. Not that Biden was, but the fact- Bottom of his class at West Point counts for something. (laughs) But, uh, you know, the the bottom line is, is if Trump could see that that's a bad idea without any kind of experience, and we could see that without any kind of military experience, Biden said that that the people on his staff were torn. And so the decision that lets you know the decision came down to him. And this was the decision that he chose. And to me, this isn't even this isn't even the scariest part. Like this isn't this isn't even the scariest part of this whole debacle. The whole debacle, the scariest part of everything that's going on is the fact and in my opinion, that Russia, Turkey, and China have all said that they're willing to work with the Taliban. Now, take the fact that they we left over a trillion dollars worth of equipment, vehicles, arms behind. How long will it take the Chinese government to take one of those Blackhawks, to take one of our, uh, our jet fighters back to China, re- reverse engineer it and start building things of their own and uh, that are on par with the United States. Hopefully the Taliban in this case acts like a lone wolf and doesn't want to work with them. Yeah, but they do. They want to be, they want to be recognized as a legitimate government. The, the Taliban is desperate for legitimacy. That's why they have such an aggressive PR campaign right now. That's why they're trying to placate Western media with talk of a diverse and inclusive government and why they're trying to make alliances with actual legitimate governments around the world as long as they support their interests because they don't just want to be a organization that fights governments they want to be a government that's why they're rebranding as the uh islamic emirate of afghanistan and they're they're rebranding they have their own flags they have their own government structure when they did that video when they took over the presidential palace uh they 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 were essentially announcing that we have formed a new government now uh we can probably get pretty pretty bogged down discussing how when that armed group took over a government building and established a new government it didn't count as an insurrection but when an unarmed Buffalo man sat in Nancy Pelosi's chair, that was an insurrection. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. That's a topic for another day. But think about how, how crazy it is that people around the world are acknowledging the Taliban like it's a legitimate organization. That goes to show that now, even if we were to try to retaliate, even if there were to be, you know, some large scale invasion, a return of the American military, well, now you're grappling with China. Now you're grappling with Russia. Now you're grappling with Turkey because they all formed an alliance because it benefited them. We, we left a huge vacuum and everybody we hate, everyone who hates us was more than happy to step into it. And what, and what can we do really? There's, you know, other than going back in there with our, it's, it's such, <clears throat> It's been such a weird cycle of violence since the 80s. 
Um, you had the Russians invade Afghanistan. You had Reagan arm the Taliban basically to fight the Russians. And then somehow over the 90s and the 2000, you know, the Taliban began to turn on its own people. Um, and now we were forced to go and fight the, the very people that we were arming in the first place to fight Russia. And now Russia is getting in bed. It's, it's such a weird cycle that's going on there. And it's, it's something that I, you know, how do you even begin to clean up this mess besides sending in troops, which now can you even send in troops? Or does that would Joe rather look like a would, would is Joe going to stick to his guns and keep people out and let people die, or is he going to get it? Because if you start sending in Americans now, it's going to lead to a war. Well, the answer is both. Because remember, within two or three days of this starting, he sent back three thousand American troops to try to oversee the evacuation maintain control and we haven't heard a single thing about them since he, he authorized a massive deployment once again american boots on the ground in a country that is really of no strategic value to us because we screwed up so badly the last time that we had no choice but to go again so if he were to send enough men there to totally resolve the situation make everything okay again he would start a war because that's just a, another invasion of Afghanistan. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't actually fix things. And it just gets us right back to where we were. Grace, to answer your question earlier, you're saying like, do I think this would have been a disaster under Trump as well? I think it would have been bad. Not bad in the same ways, maybe not bad to the same degree, but there was no nice, clean way to exit. Uh, I think we definitely would have seen the Taliban take control. Every military intelligence report that's coming out says they knew it was going to happen. Even though Biden denied it, every other military strategist and advisor is like, no, we, we told you this was coming from like quite a while ago, and you just refused to accept it. But I think under Trump, according to his plan, at least, we would have had more people out we would have had at least the americans mm -hmm. and we would have done something with uh, our various groups of allies there who were trying to get out as well but well not only, uh, not only that though connor trump said trump had conditions yeah yeah that's what i was about to get into yeah there, there, mean, there was always the threat of if the taliban starts acting up we would come back in some capacity maybe not a full land invasion but Trump was threatening to rain down fire, fury, and destruction like he always did. I think it something to the effect of destruction unlike any, any country he has ever seen. Uh, during his Hannity interview the other day, he said he named their villages by name, like called them out specifically, like, we know where you live. We will drop bombs on you if you get out of line. So that at least was a threat. And that was coming from a guy who they knew was capable of backing it up. Now Biden gave no conditions, made no threats, has no power to back up threats, even if they were made. And 
rather than actually trying to get the Taliban in line. He's on vacation, comes back briefly to make excuses, blame the last guy, and then disappears again. And by all accounts, he's been trying to push this on Kamala Harris to make it her problem. And there was apparently a very contentious disagreement between the two of them, uh, some, some insider reports are indicating. So it seems like when Biden comes back from vacation, whenever he decides to grace us with his presence once again, that things are not going to be very friendly between the two of them for a little while, which was always going to be the case anyway, but this was finally what, what broke it. Yeah, well, you, I, you, it would be hard to be friendly with somebody that that believes that uh, you're a rapist. No, that's true. Yeah, I think at the very least, if Trump was in office right now, we would at least have the U.S. citizens out. And if we didn't have them all out, he would be conducting the biggest operation ever to get them out. And that's at this point, that's what I care about the most is making sure that the U.S. citizens are safe. Unfortunately, this sounds terrible. I hate to say it. There's always going to be humanitarian crises across the world. We can't just justify going back to war with Afghanistan because the Taliban took over. I mean, if it was inevitable, then it's going to happen at some point and we might as well stop um, allowing for American troops to be killed over there. And I think it's time that we pull out. Yeah, we, yeah. Had, we had two options, stay there forever or let the Taliban take over. Yeah. Because the Taliban was clearly the strongest force aside from us. It, and it, it was a pretty big difference because on the one hand, you have the U.S. military. On the other hand, you have a what is essentially the modern equivalent of a barbarian horde from the Dark Ages. And... That, that's what they come in and do, but when there's no one in the middle, when there's no one else willing to hold on to power, when they're the group that wants it the most, they're going to get it. So we didn't have many options. I think under a different administration, it might have gone differently, but we're seeing a very blatant failure. Like this, this is the consequence of everything America has done in the last 20 years. If you recall, one of the guys who was in that uh, video from the presidential palace in Kabul was a former Guantanamo Bay prisoner who was allegedly released during the Bo Bergdahl exchange, where they Obama released a bunch of Gitmo prisoners to get back one guy who may or may not have engaged in gross dereliction of duty and misconduct before the enemy. So America's policy of we don't negotiate with terrorists we all knew that wasn't true. We all know that hasn't been true for a long time, but now it's coming back to bite us in exactly the way we always said it would. Oh, it's a mess. It's a mess. And, and you know, it, call me a colonizer, but I think if we liberate a country, I think that country should now become an American territory. And they play by America's rules, and um, that'll be the way it is, you know. Well, um, you know, as as the left desperately grapples to shift the blame off of Biden and change the story, they're now saying we need to bring every single Afghan refugee to the United States and settle them here. 
not you know bring them to neighboring countries not you know put them in a safe place until they're vetted just bring them here make them all americans with blanket citizenship and then let them go and leave it to the left to immediately capitalize on a crisis to be like oh we'll just give them things and then they'll vote for us it's what they do every time there's a refugee crisis every time there's some sort of immigration problem they're just oh bring them here blanket citizenship and they'll all vote democrat that's what their goal is right now don't let them get that twisted but i say that's a topic for another podcast but i i say let them stay home and they can operate under american uh democracy under american rules just like hong kong what's that just like hong kong (laughs) under british rule yeah right and look what and look what happened when british pulled when the when the british how long it's been when did they give it back in 95 yeah something like that something like that and it took you know what is it 25 years since uh and and now china's already already pushing in on it but that's because you know they know it's getting close to the time where they can do whatever they want with hong kong i say instead of ever giving it up it is ours <laughs> again call me a colonizer i don't care yeah, here's that, what i know is i know that talk we're about not, strategy what's that so talk about a strategy yeah, I yeah mean, that's what i was saying when i i said like we had two options stay forever or give it back to the taliban like, if you're going to stay forever, stay forever. If you want to see a McDonald's pop up next to the 3,000-year-old mosque, if you want to make the culture support democracy and support American ideals, go for it. I don't necessarily agree with imperialism and colonialism, but if you're going to do it, own it and do it right, or don't do it at all. Yeah, but why because- don't we agree with that? that that's, that's something... That's something that's been giving a negative connotation because it's it, it's it's seen as oppressive and it's seen as um, you know uh, de culturing of uh, of of a peoples. But it was it was it, that's not traditionally what traditionally happens when a Western society takes over. Things improve for everybody. So I mean, like from it, the the standpoint of you know national sovereignty, we recognize that nations are sovereign entities that have a right to exist uh it's a cultural change but i mean and and again it it, you know there's nothing i don't i see nothing wrong with colonization i see nothing wrong um you know with i mean imperialism you know again is a weird is a weird thing but if you ask for our help and we help you and you you have shown that you cannot do things on your own, then yeah, it's I, I, we should be there, and and we're gonna stay there. And this is America now. <laughs> it's Afghanistan, but it's under American under American rules, American American democracy, American government. Uh, you can have your own elected officials. We'll make sure that you are uh, you have a voice. But uh, in your country, just but this is America now. Sorry, Jack. I'm, I'm getting tired of seeing this happen. And I've seen so many posts by former, uh, you know, by, by veterans who are angry and, and sad about what's going on here after losing their best friends and, and, and their, you know, some of their closest brothers, uh, you know, to, to what happened to, to 
make Afghanistan a peaceful or a quasi peaceful place. And you know, it's it's it it it's been all for nothing now. In, in the span of yeah, in the span of a week, they made every man and woman who died in the last twenty years basically have sacrificed their life for nothing. And you can you know point fingers at whoever you want, say what you want about whether we should have been there, but that decision rests squarely on Biden. And this is a guy who's been wrong on every major foreign policy decision for the last 40 years. So this is nothing new, but it is once again, a national embarrassment that happened in front of the entire world. Unfortunately, I think we're trying to grapple with the reality that we were never there to truly establish peace. I, I honestly think that we were there to continue fun feeding the military industrial complex. We were never there to build it up as this great nation that is comes from American roots. That was never the plan. And I think a lot of people, especially soldiers, were deceived into thinking that that was the plan and they were going over there to fight for good. But that's what the military is. The military tries to convince you that you're on the right side and that you're fighting for something good because if you don't think that, then you're not gonna do your missions right. And I think that we're just coming to that reality is like, well, what was the, what was the real plan here? And it's, it's really sad. Yeah, we, we went over after 9-11, that was justified. We were there to pursue bin Laden, that made sense. Uh, it took us way too long to find him. And then once we found him, we just stayed there. We propped up governments. We figured, hey, what the heck, why not go to Iraq while we're here? We toppled Saddam Hussein and had a whole thing over there too. What was any of that for now? the region's no better off, we're no better off, we've lost a ton of people, and we'll get to a point where the only way to fix it will be to go back. And then we'll just be right back where we started. But this is an ongoing story. It likely, like we said last time, will not be our last episode on the subject. So by all means, please stay tuned. We will have more updates, more articles, more videos, more podcasts everything you need on freedomlayer.com. We will wrap it up here because we're up against the clock now, but by all means, pray for Afghanistan if you're a praying person because uh, they really need it right now. Yeah, and pray for the Americans in Afghanistan. Uh, they need it. They need it more than than most. Afghanistans and Christians, pray for them because they're, they're, they're being hunted right now, literally hunted by the Taliban. Well, hopefully you guys liked what you heard. More importantly, hopefully you agreed with what you heard. If you did, please do all that stuff we like we asked you to in the beginning, like, share, become a member of Freedom Wire, do all that stuff and uh, help us continue to fight the liptocracy. Anybody, any last words, guys? Yeah, just check the links in the description, articles, other podcasts. Uh, we're on Spotify, so we'll have links down there as well. If you're listening on Spotify right now, don't forget to download. Uh, make sure you followed along with the podcast. Make sure you never miss an episode. Uh, take us with you on the go and help us beat big tech as we fight that libtocracy that Sean mentioned. All right. Grace, anything? Nope. Nope. All right, guys. Thank you very much for watching. Stay free, America.
and God bless you guys.